0: Alright, buddy. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony says podcast episode number 425. You bastards. How are you doing? You know, let's just get right into it. You know what I mean? Let's just let's just dive right into it. Okay. I saw four fantastic NFL football games. Fantastic. All of them go down to the wire. All of them went down and would decide about one big play at the end, which is fantastic. That's exactly how you wish every football game would be, as long as it's not the team you like. Because if it's the team you like, let's be honest. My hometown team, I want my team to win every game 49 to negative 7. Yeah, I said it. But if it's but if it's not involving my hometown team, I want the game to come down to the last nanosecond, and that's what we got. The only problem I have with that, my friends, and don't worry, this is not going to be a sports episode. I have some other stuff I want to talk to you about. The only problem I have with that is how in the blue hell does the Super Bowl live up to that? If we just have a regular good Super Bowl where one team's up by six and then they score another touchdown to basically finish the game off with five minutes left, under normal circumstances we'd go, oh, this game's great, but this should be like, this game was decided with five minutes left on the clock. These teams stink. This Super Bowl sucks. This blows. <laughs> And that's the truth. So congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams and to the Cincinnati Bengals. Congratulations. And we're done talking about football. Look, listen to this. Now, I probably shouldn't have said we're done talking about football because I'm going to use that as an example. I had planned on using that as an example of what I'm talking about in the first place. So bear with me, please. When you're playing football, NFL football, the quarterback throws the ball to the receivers, the backs, the tight ends. And the best way to make the quarterback stink is to rush the passer to blitz. Why do you blitz? Why are you sending all these guys to hit the quarterback, more guys coming at him than he has guys to defend? Because the guy's trying to either stop him from passing the ball to the receiver or make him make a really bad decision. Make him make a quick throw. Make him make an off-balance throw. Make him make a bad decision because he's making the decision quickly and under pressure. And the funny thing is there's a lot of people that make good decisions under pressure, but the decision you make under pressure is never going to be as good as the decision you make when you can sit back and think about it. There's been many times where I made really good decisions under pressure. I usually make good decisions under pressure, but not as good as the decisions I make when there's no pressure. You can be in a relationship with somebody, having a great time. You've been dating for six months. You're just kind of getting to know each other. You're enjoying each other's company. Everything's going great. You enjoy hanging out together. You look forward to when the other person calls. You look forward to spending time with the other person. You look forward to when you and the other person... Boom, boom, jiggy, jiggy, boom, boom, jiggy, jiggy. You know what I'm talking about, right? but inevitably one of the people is going to apply a little pressure to the other one. And and sometimes it's the lady who will apply pressure to the guy. Where's this relationship going? And as a guy, when you hear that, you're thinking, Oh no, there's literally no way I can answer this properly. She's applying pressure. She's applying the pressure because if you say, you know what? I know I'm thinking we're getting to know each other and she's thinking he's trying to drag his feet. He just wants to enjoy me in the bedroom and that's what it is. I'm dumping him. Or you can go, I'm thinking maybe we can get married. And she was thinking, whoa, I was just wanting to find out if you like me, if we're being exclusive. I just want to be exclusive. I didn't say anything about being married. This guy's pushing me too much. He's getting too serious. He's going too fast. I got to dump him. That's why you don't want to hear that crap. It's the same thing for you, ladies. The guy, he's trying to apply pressure to you. He's trying to get you in the bedroom and get on top of you and underneath you and beside you as fast as possible. But the thing about it from the guy's perspective, we're just thinking, man, it's going to feel good when we do our thing. And I put my stuff and her stuff and we do stuff to each other's stuff. Oh, yeah. But you have to think about it from the lady's perspective. You, a person she's just kind of getting to know. You, who is bigger and stronger than her. You want her to take off all of her clothes and be in the most vulnerable position she could possibly be in. Exposing the most vulnerable part of her body and allowing you to take a part of your stuff and put it up into her stuff. And then after a few minutes, a few hours if it's me, (laughs) I'm Miss Anthony. In a few minutes, once again, Hours if it's me, (laughs) yeah. Few minutes for you. Few minutes. You wanna take your stuff, put it up in her stuff, and after you do stuff, you gonna leave stuff in her stuff, and she don't want you leaving stuff in her stuff, right? But what if I wear a condom? It's highly effective, but people have gotten pregnant and or gotten s to the t to the d's even with condoms you know what can keep you from getting the s to the d to the d's or pregnant not getting in there and you trying to get up in there and she hasn't decided whether or not she wants you up in there yet and you're implying person how about now how about now how about now how about now and she may have thought you know what i'm starting to like this guy maybe at some time in the in the near future i might let him put his stuff up in my stuff and leave some stuff yeah but because you're applying pressure, how about now, how about now, how about now, how about now? She's like, you know what? I don't want his stuff in my stuff. And I definitely want him leaving stuff in my stuff. Because if he leaves his stuff up in my stuff, I might have a little baby. And then I got to deal with a bunch of crap from him. You know, bad stuff. I don't need that crap. Hell no. Nah. And you applied pressure. We don't make good decisions under pressure. Nobody makes good decisions under pressure. Do you make good decisions under pressure when you're at a store? Hmm, I don't think you do. Have you ever had the salesperson when you're trying to buy a computer, you don't know that much about computers, or when you're buying a car, you don't know that much about cars, and this guy looks at you and he's like, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. This person doesn't know that much about computers. They're probably trying to buy the $300 one, which is basically going to cover all of their needs. They don't need any more than that. All they're doing is surfing the web paying bills they don't even play games they just watch some youtube videos and do a little surfing and playing with some crap they don't need the 1500 dollars double incredible double quadruple incredible or the 3000 good god they don't need that but that's okay i'm gonna get i don't think i can get them to the good god but i think i can get them to buy the double incredible triple incredible i'll throw some buzzwords at them and intimidate them well um I really only, uh, you know, I just like, you know, go on Facebook and and Twitter and I watch some YouTube videos and, you know, I read the news and, you know, I just do a little, I stream some stuff, you know, I really just I do that. Really? Well, don't you want your streaming to be fantastic? Well, I do. I do want my streaming to be fantastic. I really do. Yes. And with this $300 so-called computer, if we could call it that, hold on, let me see this computer, this $300 one, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Did you just spit on the computer? Yes, because it's such a piece of... Gr- hold on for a minute. I just spit on it again. Wow, this computer must be pretty bad since you spit on it. Hold on, hold on. Are you what Are you, are you going to blow a loogie from your nose on it? Yes, I am. <laughs> wow, that computer must be pretty bad. You need the double incredible, incredible, incredible. Uh, well, I was only going to spend $300. That's about $1,500. I know, I know, but, but the thing is it's $1,500 now but but, 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 but it's going to be $2,000 soon, in fact it's going to be $2,000, how long does it take you to get home, it takes me about 30 minutes to get home, in about 30 uh, 27 minutes, it's going to go to uh, to $2,000, you better get it now, I really want that now, that's right, because everybody that's bought the $300 computer, their wives left them, the wives got it on with the mailman the children weren't theirs, the house caught on fire, I'm just telling you, this computer will literally, his computer literally has an asbestos in it and it has a special tube that comes out in the middle of the night and shoots asbestos into your nose. You don't want asbestos shot into your nose, do you? I definitely don't want that. Uh, It's a bit of a stretch. It's really going to put me out, but I better get the double incredible incredible fantastic <laughs> then the bastard goes home and realizes he didn't need the double incredible quadruple incredible he could have been very happy with the spit booger computer with his dumb ass why because the salesperson pushed him and pushed him and pushed him and intimidated his punk ass into buying that crap I've had sales training. You know, when I went to Los Angeles, I moved to Los Angeles doing the stand-up thing when I initially got there. I got tired of just sitting there staring at the walls and I wanted to make some money. So I figured... You know, I mean, I'm not auditioning every day. I'm not going on to shows every day. What am I going to do Monday through early Friday? Sit there and stare at the walls? I got to make some money because I'm bored. And I also want to stockpile some bread, damn it. It's not like when I'm in my hometown when it was like comedy, 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 comedy every five seconds. It was a little different out there. So I got a job in sales. Yay. <laughs> yes, it sucked. But I was good at it. I was good at it. And I learn the sales techniques. I learn what yes momentum is. And yes momentum is when you ask the sucker, <laughs> I mean a uh, customer. <laughs> <clears throat> you ask the sucker, <laughs> I mean customer. <laughs> Moving on. You ask them questions that psychologically put them in a better place. It makes them happier. It makes them feel more positive about the product. Right? You call him up. Hi, this is me calling from this place. I would like to speak to the person who's in charge of buying the computer products for the printer. May I speak with that person? Well, that would be me. It's you? It's me. Fantastic. But as it turns out, I have an Epson XJ5. And we have a good, we have good ribbons. Yes, this was that long ago, ribbons. Shut up. Uh, 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 ribbons. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm old. So what? But I still look good. F y'all. Back to me. And we buy the XJY4727559585-6585. And we have enough ribbons. Really? Well, how many printers do you actually have? We have a whole bunch of printers. We have about 60 printers. And when they say a number like that, you're just thinking, oh my God, if I can just get this guy to buy the minimum amount, it's $900 in sales. Mm-hmm. But minimum amount, 900 bucks. And I know how much money I'm going to make off the 900 bucks. Okay, so I got to get this sale. I got to get this sale. So I apply the pressure. And of course... The yes momentum that I've already mentioned to you, and it goes a little something like this. So, I already got enough. Let me ask you a question. You have those 60, 60 printers running every day, don't you? As a matter of fact, I do. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, we have our ribbons. Well, once again, I don't need ribbons. No, 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 no. Hear me out, please. Hear me out. I would like to get your business at some point. I, you know, I would like to get your business. Let me ask you this. How long do your computer printer ribbons last? About two weeks. Really? Well, if I can show you that my ribbons, which cost maybe 10% more, 10% more. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hear me out. Hear me out. 10% more, but can run at right at twice of the life of your printer ribbons. You could see how that could be a savings. Could you? Yeah, I could see that. Right. And you probably have to go and buy those ribbons. I mean, it would be better if the ribbons were actually dropped at your door, right? Yeah, I could see that. So you would be saving money. Yeah. And they we're coming right at your door. Yeah, right. And as it turns out, you probably have to pay for the ribbons up front. You're paying for ribbons before you even find out whether they work. With my ribbons, they'll come to your office. You can try them out on a net 30, right? Now, if your ribbons stop at two weeks and at the when it comes close to the end of the net 30, my ribbons are still running. You can see the savings. You can see the quality. You haven't even spent any money. And at that point, you can pay me then. That's better than paying up front. As a matter of fact, it is. Okay, so I'm going to get those. I'm gonna get this box out to you. It's going to cost you $900 when you're satisfied at the end of the 30 days, not before, when the ribbons arrive. Notice how I said when, not if. When the ribbons arrive, notice how he's now going to be excited Accepting it, his head's nodding. The yes momentum is working. I can hear the positive affirmations in his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when my ribbons arrive on your front door, not 18 minutes away at the staples, at your front door, and you they're still running 26, 27, 28 days. You're going to want to keep buying them from me, aren't you? As a matter of fact, I would want to keep buying them for me. Okay, so let me confirm that address. And then once you get them to confirm the address, they've effectively, mentally, already purchased ribbons. Ooh, that pressure. Now, keep in mind, I've had that sales training, right? And I still maintain the sales training. And even good Lord quarter century since I've had 30 years since I've had to do that crap. I still remember how to do it. So since I still remember how to do it, I also know what it looks like when it's coming in my direction. Oh yeah. And when I bought my first new car 4,000 years ago, somebody tried that sales pressure crap on me. The only problem was I have no problem amusing myself at the expense of someone who's an asswipe. So I'm throwing little roadblocks in front of him because I'm listening to him and I'm realizing I have the same sales training as this jackass. And he's trying to apply pressure and I've got a stone face, but the comedian in me, the comedian in me who had already made the decision he was going to buy one of two cars. The comedian in me is now watching this jackass go through the whole rigmarole, the whole bull bullcrap. And another thing, Mr. Thomas, if you buy this car, and if you act now, because that's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> right. And I know all the tricks. You know, when you go buy a car, they always want to, take a picture of your id which means the guy goes downstairs now how big is the damn car dealership huh it's not that i mean the the car dealership is big but the office is tiny it doesn't take somebody 25 minutes to take a picture of your of your license does it no it doesn't take that long right And also, just like I did that yes momentum to the guy, and when I send these out, not if I send them out, when I send them out, he goes, yeah, yeah, already got the sale. So this guy's thinking, if I can just keep Mr. Thomas in the dealership, I'm going to get this sale. He doesn't realize he already had the sale because I had already checked out the car. Not a problem. I was just coming. It was a four-mile. If he would have just said, this is what it costs. Give me the money. I would have said, okay, here, here's the money. So he's actually wasting his time. He could have been out there, being his normal jackass bad salesperson self to three or four other people. And the time that I'm there and I'm sitting there enjoying myself watching this jackass try to do those punk ass sales crap on the king. So we're going to take a picture of your license. He knows if he gets your license, you can't just get up and walk out because it'll take him time to find the guy who's picking taking a picture of your license. I go, no. There's no need for that. I haven't made a decision yet. (laughs) And I watch his face mount. I also watch another $500 come off the price of the car. (laughs) Sucker! I've had the same sales training, bitch, except I'm good at it, punk. Right? So I'm going, okay. I've already knocked off five hundred dollars. I'm telling yeah, you know, I was I was happy with the price the way it was, but I just saved five hundred bucks. Let me see if I can get another five hundred bucks off this jackass. <laughs> Here's my license. Yeah. Yeah. And I ask him about the little trying to save a little more money here, a little more money. They say, like, "Well, I don't know. I'm gonna go fight with with my manager for you." And he walks across the office, walks, and there's always a manager sitting in there, and he's in a glass box, right? He looks exactly like you think a car dealership manager's gonna look. Only thing missing is a half burnt up cigar and a bunch of guys playing poker around the table with a picture. of Some dogs playing poker behind him. Dude was stereotypical as hell. Right? He closes the door, right? And they're doing this performative comedy sketch behind glass where the manager's giving him the old business. Ah, pointing his finger out and pointing at me, giving the thumbs down, hitting the desk. And I'm going, <laughs> I've had the same training, you two a-holes. Right? And then the salesperson comes back to me looking a little dejected. Oh, man. Oh you know, and I would have been happy if he did just say, well, you know, I can't get the more money off, because I was happy with the $500, but this mother jumper tried to take back the $500, I got him to take off in the first place, oh hell no, too late, punk, you took that $500 off, and I'm waiting for him, He's, I guess he expected me to go, well, uh, okay, 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 before, you, uh, uh, before we need to, need to act now, because the price is about to go up on this car, Mr. Thomas, really? Well, Do me a favor. Go get the guy with my license and tell him to bring it to me because I have to leave now. I've been here too long and I thought we had a deal. So you might as well go ahead and try to talk to one of the other people walking around there and try to get them to buy a car because I'm not buying one. Get my license or I'm going to go back and get it myself. Uh, but wait a minute, let me go talk to my manager one more time. They get guy. He walks back across there. They go through the whole sketch again. <laughs> These guys, they weren't even smart enough to change the body movements. And literally, it was it was almost as if it was it was almost as if you know when you watch um, WWE wrestling how they go through all the moves and they all choreographed and one of the stories was that Randy Savage, Macho Man Randy Savage was such a stickler that when he actually wrestled um I forgot who was wrestling I think it was a uh, uh I forgot who was wrestling another le- uh, uh Ricky the Dragon Steamboat he was wrestling Ricky the J- Dragon Steamboat and Rag- Dragon was going to like kind of catch his catch can kind of in the flow of it, and and uh, Macho Man was like no man and he wanted they literally he literally had to write down all the moves and memorize them because it was precise precise And I can understand that. But these two jackasses were not Macho Man Savage and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in the WWE in in a title match. These were two jackasses trying to sell me a car. And they literally, I'm not even kidding, literally did exactly the same physical movements they did the first time. Didn't even change it up. So I literally turned my head and I'm trying my best. To suppress this laugh because these two, the only thing missing was Curly walking in there to be the third stooge going going, or or ship walking in because they were the two stooges, the dumb bastards. So he comes back and now he's like, well, uh, you know, the price isn't going to go up for you. We're going to lock in the price and uh, we're going to give you that $500 and say, oh, you're going to give me the uh, you're going to give me the thousand off. Oh, no, the 500. Get my license. Now, I didn't get the whole thousand. I got $700 off. But I was happy with the price the way it was. He applied pressure. I had time. I was off for a couple of days. I had time. I didn't know that several decades later I'd be talking about this whole ordeal on the podcast because, well, podcasting hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> and there was no internet. <laughs> it was that long ago. I'm old F. Y'all shut up. Back to the story. But the thing is, there's certain times where you got to know this has got to have worked before. They had literally had their little act down so much as has has to have worked before. They put the pressure on the people, put the pressure on the people. And the person goes, oh, I'm going to get this car now. And they buy the car at the bad price. But in this particular scenario... They ran across someone with the same sales training and actual talent for using it, the same sales training and isn't an idiot, the same sales training and who really legitimately didn't mind walking out of there with his license and going to another dealership and buying exactly the same car. But it just goes to show you what happens when somebody applies pressure. You don't make good decisions you may wind up marrying someone you don't love because you're afraid of losing someone even though if it's that big of a deal you should probably lose that person and go and find someone where when they say we're getting married you're like oh hell yes we're getting married you're damn right we're getting married right you go into a store and the person's not trying to... Say you know something about computers. I know enough about computers where some jackass at a computer store can't scam me. I'd laugh in his face. Uh, you need the double quadruple. Man, get that double man. Yo, give, me a, give me this computer here, but I want one that don't have uh, boogies and spit on it. Come on, man. I know what I do on the computer. As it turns out, I do need a double, but that's a different story. Yeah, you get it out of here, punk. and Stop spitting on stuff. That's nasty. <laughs> right? You know what I'm talking about. So what I'm saying is there's going to be times when people try to apply pressure to you and you got to realize, man, don't let pressure get to you, man. Oh, no, no, no. Always go in from a position of strength or at the very least know what you're talking about when you show up. So when they apply pressure, you'll know that they're applying pressure and you will make better decisions. Because let's be let's be honest. If somebody's nobody's really applying pressure to you has your best interest at heart, right? If you're like I said, when I was talking in the beginning of the podcast, the defense does not have the opposing team's quarterback's best intention heart. No, they want to knock him on his ass. They want to beat his team, right? If you're in a bad relationship and the other person is trying to lock you down, it may be because they've screwed up so many other relationships. They're like, look, I kind of suck at relationships, but I think I can pressure this jackass and lock this jackass down and just make this person suffer for 50 years because I don't want to be alone, even though I deserve to not be with anybody until I fix all the crap that's wrong with me that's making me run people away. Very, very rarely, I should say in, in the real world, is pressure applied to someone and it's from someone that cares, right? Like maybe it's a, it's a relative that sees you're messing up your health and they apply pressure. Maybe it's your doctor applying pressure. Hey, you need to lose weight or you need to stop doing this, you need to stop smoking. Well that's good pressure. We should We should realize that there's good pressure and bad pressure, right? If you've been dragging your feet on somebody and you've been dating somebody for four years and she's like, look, I'm 28. I can't be you know, I want to have some kids, bro. I don't want to be sitting here dragging your feet. You don't want to have kids. You don't want to commit and all that kind of crap. Well, she has the right to apply a little pressure or maybe she should just step up off you because you are not doing the thing you're supposed to do. And the same thing with guys. Right. If you're with somebody and they don't want to be with you. Don't hang around. I've been there before. So just think about pressure. You know, you know, when somebody's applying pressure, just look at it and decipher what type of pressure it is. Is it a good pressure trying to make you better or is it a bad pressure trying to force you into making a bad decision or someone trying to take advantage of your punk ass? You dig? Of course you do. Well, folks, that has been this episode of the Yes Anthony Says Podcast. And now I'm going to apply pressure on your punk asses. Subscribe to my damn show, man. You understand? It's right. And write, rate and review the damn show, too. And do it right now, damn it. I say do it right now. I don't care if you're driving. Pull over to the side, punk. And rate and review this podcast. And tell some friends about this podcast. And all of that crap. Yeah, I said it. And Get it done right now. I'm applying some pressure on your punk asses. <laughs> That's good pressure, by the way. It's good pressure. It's good pressure to subscribe to this podcast. And it's good pressure to rate and review this podcast. And it's good pressure to... You know, tell friends about the podcast and all of that. (laughs) F (laughs) y'all. It's great being back, my friends. Thank you for missing me. Much love to you all. And I will see you again next time. Okay? Love you.